This episode is brought to you by the Arvada Center because they're kicking off their summer concert series in June. Relax under the stars at the Arvada Center's outdoor amphitheater and take in acts like Melissa Etheridge, Big Richard, Tower of Power, Preservation Hall Jazz Band, The Spin Doctors, and so much more. Concerts are scheduled for June through September. You can find a whole schedule of events and get your tickets today at arvadacenter.org. That's arvadacenter.org. Hey, Denver, it's Bree. Before we get to the show, I have a favor to ask. CityCast is surveying our listeners to help make CityCast Denver a better, more useful podcast for you. Please go to citycast.fm forward slash survey to take the survey. It's only five minutes long because we timed it. And when you take the survey, you'll also be eligible to win a $250 Visa gift card. That's citycast.fm forward slash survey. Thanks. Today on CityCast Denver. The Mile High has no shortage of great places to see concerts. But which venue has the loudest sound system? What place has that killer view of the stage? And what do you bring to make sure you have the best time at Red Rocks? We called up some concert-going experts to find out. Today is Monday, June 5th. I'm Bree Davies, and here's what Denver's talking about. Well, today we're talking about the best music venues in the city and surrounding areas because, I mean, all year long is concert season, but it's definitely shaping up to be a good summer for shows. And we wanted to talk to people that know venues best, so music fans who are also musicians. So today I am joined by two members of Wheelchair Sports Camp, aka one of my best friends and previous guest on the show, Kaylin Heffernan. Hello. Hi. And we're also joined by Greg Jemba, drummer of Wheelchair Sports Camp and longtime listeners will know as my husband. Hello. <laughs> so, so we're going to start with like the venue with the best sound. Mm-hmm. And I think this is something that like the average concert goer, if the sound is good, you don't notice. But if the sound is bad, you really notice. Mm-hmm. You guys have been on stage as well. So is there a venue that you like from both sides of it or that you really just love because you know the sound is always going to be good? My classic spot to go see a show for the sound in particular is the Fox Theater. In Boulder. Yeah. Yeah. And I used to be, especially when people would go to the Fox more and do like Boulder and Denver, I would typically choose the Fox because something about the sound there I've just always loved. So you're saying when uh, when a musician's coming through town, often they will play Boulder and Denver. It's not as much not anymore, so much I feel Not so much anymore, you. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like in my 20s and like in high school, that was kind of the thing, and I would always make sure to go to the Fox instead. Greg, are you, how do you feel about the Fox? I mean, that was kind of always the thing about the Fox is it was good sound. I forgot about that. But that when we were younger, when the Fox was really kind of at its peak of, you know, it was like the sound there was super good, kind of had that hippie vibe, that indie mm-hmm. hip-hop vibe was really big at that era, the college town thing. But Mission Ballroom says that they have the most expensive, best sound in the whole world. And I didn't believe them, but I saw FKA Twigs there. And 
boy, did like her beats push through. It was loud. It was good. I was like, okay. I saw a couple other shows there and I was like, meh, not impressed. But seeing that show there was really good. And if I'm like needing bass to vibrate my butt cheeks, then I I do go to Black Box. That's not... Oh, Black Box on 13th. Yeah, that's not like my genre necessarily, but their main stage, they have killer subs. Greg, what is your favorite venue for good sound? I mean, I think I agree with Kaylin. I was going to say Mission Ballroom as well. Like I saw Wu-Tang Clan there and it sounded huge. The subs were insane. We saw Mars Volta there. Mm -hmm. Sounded wonderful for like a huge rock band kind of sound. Besides even just the sound system, like they like made the like treated the room right and I I think that's the big thing about the fox is the treatment Mm -hmm. on the walls is really good so like the basically so when the sound waves hit the wall it it like absorbs instead of bouncing the frequencies around Mm -hmm. so I know the Fillmore updated their sound system recently sounds great at the Fillmore Mm -hmm. um same thing like Kaylin was saying I've been spending a lot of time at like Milk Bar and Bar Standard and getting into the EDM thing and they have a great sound system and uh, everybody's really up on that there. It's the whole thing. So I think that's really cool. I used to have a problem with the Bluebird sound and I went there recently and they have definitely upgraded their sound. It sounded really good in there. And I remember seeing bands and just being like, the low end is missing, you know, I need more bass, I need more sub. And they, they got their stuff together. So I think there's a couple things we're talking about here, though. Um, Greg, you mentioned Mission Ballroom. It's kind of they built it from scratch. Right. So they were able to build it to the specifications to be a music venue versus the Fillmore, which was a roller skating rink and an electric car factory, Mm -hmm. among other things. So you can outfit it with better sound, but also it can depend on who's running the sound behind the board, who's in charge of the sound. Right. And that's why for me, like... Yeah, Mission Ballroom's nice, but also they spent $50 million on it. So, like, of course it's nice. So there's something about places like that they retrofit that that there's just a history in the room that you can't get in these newer arenas. And, you know, we'll talk about it, I'm sure. But, like, seating might be great at all these arena places, but it doesn't have that, like, dust (laughs) (laughs) like when you see a new place like i was in mission ballroom and i was like man it's gonna be interesting to see this place in like 20 years when it gets a little grimy into itself a little bit Mm. that is funny i don't think that's necessarily something that impacts the sound but it's definitely maybe vibe Mm -hmm. like it's one of the reasons i the ogden theater is one of my favorite places to see shows the sound is good the view, for the most part, it depends on where you are in there, is, is good of the stage. But I just love the feeling of being in there. And I have very distinct memories of the show. I, Lily Allen, I saw the Wailers. I've seen, mm-hmm. I mean, didn't Prince play that? Yeah, I saw Prince. There. It was and, awesome. Yeah, and I, I missed Prince, so I spent a lot of money to see D'Angelo there. And it's such a great site. That is another really great spot. Um, their seating sucks for wheelchairs, yeah. but... Mm. Um, it's such a good size theater, you know, it's not too big. It's not too small. Like it really is a dreamy spot to see your favorite. Yeah. You know, another place that kind of has a lot of cool levels to see is the Gothic theater. Mm -hmm. There's like a lot of places. It's like tiered a lot. I don't know. 
I mean, we've been there a handful of times. There's obviously more restrictions for Kalen, but like they have a lot of tiers. So kind of wherever you're standing, you can, you can see well, and that's a good sounding room too. And we've played there a bunch of times and I always felt like the sound on stage and the room sound was pretty good too. You disagree? Uh, Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I've seen some pretty mediocre shows there, but I've seen some really great shows there, too. The Gothic is one of those theaters. It's an old theater. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like the Bluebird. It's like the Ogden. So sometimes they have the ability to tier tier the levels so there's higher spots and lower spots, which is something that I realized I was so used to growing up here that when we, great, we went to a show in Phoenix, and I think it was Crescent Ballroom. It's just a flat box. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, we're really lucky because we have these rooms that are built that were like uh, movie theaters at yeah. one point. So there's a stadium effect. It's weird. Point, like, but. I didn't realize it till we started touring a bunch, but I was like, oh, we have a lot of cool venues here in Denver. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of my friends from other bands out of town love the Bluebird. They mm-hmm. think, because like the Bluebird is like a small, it's a pretty small room. It's like 500 to 600 mm-hmm. capacity. So, like, a band coming up plays there like if you look at the line of the bluebird you might not know a lot of the bands there but mm. the most of those shows are packed because it, they're, they're people who are on the up and up you know and uh that's a beautiful theater like the colors in there the gargoyles so and you go into theaters in other s- cities and it's like they're more kind of just like boxes you know mm-hmm. and like so we have these like kind of remarkable theaters and we also have kind of beautiful cool dive bar venues yeah. we, we ha- we're really lucky here i don't think people really realize how many cool venues we have here yeah for sure and i would say that for me the tier even though i can't get to the lower tiers at the bluebird unless we're doing sound check and they bring out all the ramps yeah i was wondering to just leave them out <laughs> they should but um the top tier on the on the main floor is actually easier for me to see than like the ogden or the gothic i can usually if i can sneak like a spot behind the sound person that's one the sweet spot spot for sound anyway there's your pro tip and your pro tip for people who use wheelchairs (laughs) yeah if you want to hear if you want to hear the best sound just park yourself next to the soundboard i know i sometimes i do that same thing with the light person yeah because they're getting real into it like running the lights you're like oh oh, this person's rocking (laughs) see and this is the problem about being a musician and continuing to enjoy shows is like it gets harder because now we're like way more critical right we criticize everything we're like can't help but notice all this like production stuff and for the most part like it can ruin the experience yeah, like and, and that getting into edm has been like actually really liberating for Same me for me too because, because the not, sound is better i'm not or... watching the band oh, i'm not okay. critiquing them yeah it's it's a newer environment and it's more about like me. keeping the dance party going it's not about like how good are you playing right it's like it's way more about like the communal experience. And then I don't feel bad if like somebody's talking to me during the show. I'm not going to be like, shut up. I'm trying to pay attention. It. Yeah. yeah. You not know, everybody's facing the DJ. Like it's a much more interactive experience than just watching a band or watching so, a performer. So we should skip going to see you guys and just go see a yeah, DJ Yeah, just go to some DJ. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
okay, so we talked a little bit about uh, seating arrangements, positions in a venue, but where is a good place? Like a lot of people say, if you have to sit down for a show, it's not fun, which I don't, obviously I don't agree with. And what Kaylin, a privilege. <laughs> you don't agree with either, but is there a place that you like because it has nice seating or like, you know what I mean? It has that element of the atmosphere where you can sit down and enjoy yourself like i'm thinking about new dazzle well we're now onto a third iteration of iteration of dazzle but dazzle is fun because you can sit and listen and enjoy do you have a venue that you guys like for that that reason i like the mercury cafe for that reason there's options you know options that's a good way and and that's yeah it's nice actually the the new remodel of the Fillmore, they have seats on the like tiered. I like that too. That was like a thing that they were, this is the cool thing about getting new venues is when Mission Ballroom came in, everybody the Fillmore else. was like, we're going to bump everything up. So the Fillmore got a new sound system. They built some tiers in the back. And I think that made that room a lot better. I mean, seating, yeah, for me, seating is my life. So, like, I'm always sitting, and I always bring my own chair. <laughs> and where I can park my chair yeah. is different. And I got to say, like, I have gone to way, 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 way more shows than I have played. So, like, when I think of venue accessibility, I'm more so thinking about the audience experience than I am, like, the performer. Um, and yeah, it's trade-offs. Everywhere's got its trade-offs, you know, like the Fillmore is nice because they have seating options like at the front by the stage that doesn't make the sound great. You know, Red Rocks has seating options front row or back row. Front row. You can't be in the middle. Better view, Mm -hmm. but loud you know like the sound is the best in the middle is there a best venue that you love because it is so accessible it's something you don't have to think about you'll go to a show there because you know i can always see or it's just it's built more for folks with disabilities no okay (laughs) (laughs) every place has its trade-offs okay let's talk about red rocks Like, do you guys have any tips or thoughts? Like, I'm thinking about someone who's going there for the first time. Like, what do you do to make sure you have the best time at Red Rocks? I mean, Red Rocks is so beautiful. Even just hanging out, being there in the parking lot, just going there, you're like, it feels like you're in a whole nother place. So if you live here, all of a sudden you're like, it's not that far. And then you're like in this whole other wonderland and just, it's like a whole experience. So, I mean, I've always had the best times when I go there early it's usually a really kind of, you know, a like tailgate kind of. Yeah. And there's always usually it's like a, there's the general admission is in the it kind of towards the front. And so like you can you like the the reserve seating is kind of the middle. So they have like a G, the GA, like the first, you know, 30 rows or something like that. And then in the back in the back, too. So if you get there early, you can tailgate, have fun with your friends and then you can usually get like a cool seat, you know, and it's it's beautiful. I mean, it's it's you're in this remarkable place mm-hmm. that, you know, people have been throwing shows there before it was monetized. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a natural amphitheater. Yeah. That's crazy. You know, that, that yeah. it, it, the history, the like spirits in that place like 
the moon. It's like, yeah. whoa. It is the wild. The weather. The weather. Just seeing the city yeah. over, because you could, like, if you're up there, you can see the whole city mm. over the. And when the weather is perfect, it's like the best night ever like when the weather is just it's not you know it's not rainy it's not too cold it's not crazy windy you know what's funny there too is like i've had some great times when it's raining Mm -hmm. like what i saw uh jack white play and it was like it was the lightning was like this Mm kind of like Mm -hmm. you know silver blue color and he had this whole silver blue aesthetic kind of breeze kind of got it going on right now Mm -hmm. (laughs) but the the whole like place matched like you know the sky matched oh, the stage yeah. and the water was pouring onto the stage mm. and jack white had some real nice shoes on and he was slipping all over the place so in the middle of his guitar solo just like i like I, see i cry about this guy he like he like took his shoes off and then he was just like in the rain barefoot playing his guitar and like our homie ike he was like shredding on the yeah. keys it was just like it was so so surreal of a moment, you know. Like you got to go to a Red Rock show at least once in your life. Oh, you it's, would say. it's like a bucket list. I would say for people that don't go regularly or like haven't gone, like it is extreme weather. Yeah, it is extreme climate. It's extreme elevation. Like it is a very dangerous place for able-bodied people. At drugs be going around, <laughs> alcohol. Like my yeah. mother has like dropped off clips. People have died up there. Like yeah, it's really so got to be careful. Yeah, it's one of those places that you definitely want to like make sure you know your surroundings. Make sure like you got You're at least somebody. somebody in the crew that's like watching out. Mm-hmm. And you got water. You got snacks because like the <laughs> elevation. A poncho. A poncho. Like a little so plastic bag. Will save your life. A little trash bag will save your life. There, one time at at Reggae on the Rocks, I was there and I was like in college. I had like my my shorts and my. Really tight T-shirt. Is that we weren't style. friends with him. Yeah, yet, I was sure. wearing flip flops. Probably had a fedora on. I, I was. It was so hot. I was like, got sunburned so bad. And then later, it switched to being so cold and rainy. I, that day was like the hottest I had ever been, and then the coldest I had ever been in one day. And I bought like a a ten dollar cheapest poncho ever, and it like saved my life. Like I was dying without it you know like you gotta you know so prepare prepare go to red rock shows are a must but you must prepare and if you really want to have a good time it is actually to your benefit to go early and you could bring food and stuff in there yeah they're a little more like they're less lenient than they were like with our parents i hear like stories about my parents going with like giant coolers and they like camp out all day and like not quite as lenient, but like, yeah, they're you're gonna you have bring, a memorable, you gotta bring water and food, yeah, because, like, yeah, and have somebody sober. It's like camping and a concert at the same That's time. That's really yeah. why I don't love it, yeah, mm. maybe. maybe it would make, uh, yeah, now that I'm saying all these things, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> you're like the babysitter of the group, it's true, it's true. Well, Kaylin Heffernan, Greg Jemba, thank you so much. Oh, thanks for making yeah. us cry about all our favorite venues. <laughs> <laughs> 
We want to hear from you, our listeners. What are your favorite music venues? And what are your tips for making the most of them? Send us an email at denver at citycast.fm or call the Denver's Best Music Venues hotline at 720-500-5418 and leave us a message and you might hear it on the show. And here's what else Denverites are talking about. Evictions. Last month, Denver saw more eviction filings than any other month in the past five years, according to a report from Denverite. One eviction defense attorney says there's a simple explanation for why. Rents are going up and emergency rental assistance is down now that a lot of pandemic era programs have expired. Local and state officials have been debating additional protections, but advocates say they've only managed to agree on incremental changes that won't stop this eviction trend from continuing. And finally... Workers at Stranahan's Distillery say they're getting, quote, stonewalled by management as they bargain for their first union contract. Dave Infante, a reporter who covers the liquor industry, says some employees started organizing with the United Food and Commercial Workers Local 7 last summer. Now they're planning protests to bring attention to low wages and other workplace issues. Stranahan's is owned by Proximo Spirits, a liquor importer with ties to Jose Cuervo, which is worth over $8 billion. And Fonte reports that no further collective bargaining sessions have been planned. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell Chuck Morris about us? Rate the show wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our morning newsletter, Hey Denver, by texting Denver to 66866. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. See you later. Guess who? It's me again. It's <laughs> I know I really need you to take the survey because like it's important and like I can't <laughs> I can't just fill out a bunch of them like <laughs>